Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, this is Louise Crooks, the Keys to Clarity Coach on KTC Radio and um, it is the 11th of August 2010 at 3 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday and I'm very pleased to have um, the guest that we have today on our show. Um, we're going to be talking about a, a wonderful topic which I think so many of you are going to be really wanting to hear a lot about. Um, and so without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you um, our guest today, um, Sandy Schussel. Welcome, Sandy. Uh, thanks, Louise. Uh, I, I appreciate your having me on the program. Oh, it's a pleasure. So I just want to introduce the, um, the topic for today, and then we'll tell our audience a little bit about you, um, Sandy, so they get a sense of who you are and what you do. And um, and then we'll dive right into this topic. I'm I'm really excited to um, to share it with our audience. Um, so today the the, the topic of uh, of conversation is tapping into your referral system. Um, Sandy Schussel, uh, being master coach, speaker, and author, um, you know, does a lot of work uh, from a marketing perspective and business uh, coaching perspective. And he's going to be talking to us about the opportunity of tapping into a well of possibility and income that is already there and immediately available to us. Um, We're going to find out what it means to have and create a powerful referral system that will add many clients to your practice. I believe that many of us um, leave money on the table when it comes to, um, uh, you know, accessing clients um, through a very, easy um, channel, um, which are our present clients and our past clients. And um, so we really want to focus on avoiding leaving this money lying on the table and, and, and work smart, um, you know, work in a way that's going to um, create business for us easily. We don't want to be working our, our, like crazy to get the, um, the clients that we we can so easily get through this process, um, and but it is a it is a, a, a very um, defined process that Sandy has um, devised for this, and um, so I really am excited for him to share his his pearls of wisdom around the subject um, and to make the most of of referrals. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sandy. Um, Sandy Schussel um, of Brass Ring Coaching. If you go to BrassRingCoaching.com, um, you'll be able to find him there. And Brass is spelled B-R-A-S-S. And I'm not saying it the American way. <laughs> 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 Sandy is a speaker, sales trainer, author, and coach. And for many more than 10 years, Sandy has been coaching and training professionals and entrepreneurs to grow their practices and businesses, helping them with strategies to get them more clients and better clients, and to develop support systems to keep those clients loyal. Sandy's work involves one-on-one coaching with individual professionals and business owners who are serious about investing in their success, as well as speaking, training, and group coaching for professional officers and sales teams. Sandy spent 15 years as a practicing attorney serving as rainmaker for his own successful law firm. He discovered he loved and had a knack for winning the hearts and minds of clients, but was unhappy with a career doing the legal work that his marketing efforts produced. 
1992, he began a battle with colon cancer and complications from treatment that left him totally disabled for over a year. When he realized he was going to recover, he started to dream of a career that would bring him joy and fulfillment. Eventually, he found that joy and fulfillment in the work he does now. There's always a reason for everything, isn't there, Sandy? Oh, you bet, Louise, you bet. (laughs) Yeah. So striving to recognize and overcome the fears that rendered him too paralyzed to go after his dreams became the inspiration for Sandy's first published book, The High Diving Board, How to Overcome Your Fears and Live Your Dreams. And his newest book is Become a Client Magnet, 27 Strategies to Boost Your Client Attraction Factor. And Sandy has served on the faculty of New York University's uh, Marketing and Management Institute and recently appeared as a guest, co- a guest speaker on Life Coach, Life Coach TV. Awesome, Sandy. I didn't know you were on Life Coach TV. That's great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, too, like this one. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have you here. We've, we've, you know, it's been, it was a pleasure for me to have met you in person when we had the, um, the forum um, in New Jersey that the New Jersey Professional Coaches Association um, hosted and that I was able to um, be on the committee to, to, to uh, make it all happen. And to have you on the show previously as well, Sandy, on, on a, um, a panel that we had. It was a lot of fun, that. I really enjoyed that, uh, that show, and we, we really got into some great information there. So I really want to welcome you back to the show today and, um, and uh, to hear your, your pearls of wisdom again on, on this particular topic, because this is, this is what I heard you speak about at the forum that we, we um you know, that I saw you at, and I was so impressed with the information. I just know that um, service professionals out there need to hear it. They really do. Um, and uh, and, and I, I know for myself that this is an area that I was leaving money on the table with, and, um, and I really am looking forward to um, learning more from you. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit more, Sandy, about how you got into... Um, how you how you got into this particular? I, I know you 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 do a lot of different other uh, aspects of marketing and and helping um, business owners to to bring clients into their business. But this is a very specific area that I think you have some great expertise on. How did you get into into um, growing in this area and sharing this information, Sandy? Louise, that's a great place to start. <clears throat> Before I do, though, look, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for the work you do coaching through Keys to Clarity and the work that you do uh, just looking at uh, and listening to some of your uh, previous broadcasts. Uh, The solopreneur, as you say it, um, is someone who needs help um, in many cases as much or more than some of the bigger clients that I work with. And they need an advocate, somebody out there that's helping them get their businesses together. So, you know, if I could applaud you on the telephone, I definitely would because, uh, you know, it's just such uh, important work, and that's one of the reasons that I do what I do and that I love what I do so much, so much in contrast to being a lawyer. As I practiced law, I learned two things, Louise. One was that um, uh, I didn't like the work. I didn't like the work in the beginning. I liked the prestige and that love-hate relationship people have with their uh, 
with their attorneys, you know, everybody hates attorneys, but my attorney's the best, you know, and, and that kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, when that war thinned, because, you know, it's just, a you know, an ego feeder, and yeah. um, uh, I was uh, making more money and more money and spending more money and more money. At some point, I looked and said, this is pretty empty for me. I mean, it's right for some people. Some of my clients, you know, they, they love what they do, but it wasn't right for me. That was one of the things that I learned. The other thing that I learned is I really had an ability to attract business, to attract clients. And I had never analyzed it. I never really understood what brought it about. But it was clear that this was something that I could do. So so when uh, after I started to recover from my illness and realized, look, you're going to live, you're unhappy, you can go back and rebuild what you lost over this year, or you can make a different decision. One of my clients said, well, why don't you teach people about getting clients? And I went, wow, that's, that's such a great idea. And, and the first business that I actually set up that ran alongside my practice was a seminar business. That created the need for me to have to um, cold call businesses, and I had never done cold calling. As a lawyer, you can't even you can't even call uh, someone who's referred to you. You have to get them to call you. And, wow, uh, I didn't know that. You know, it's it's one of the rules uh, about solicitation. And um, so I had to learn to do that. And then I figured, well, you know, if if I'm learning to do this, I can add it to the repertoire of things I can teach people, so I better get it right. Uh, And the second thing was, well, you know, another way to market to that particular group, to the company that might have a sales force that might want to know about uh, bringing clients to their service business um, another way would be to do a seminar to show the HR people what you could do. And so I became very good at those two additional ways to get business. And the same client that said to me, Sandy, why don't you uh, you know, go out and do that, called me and said, look, it's just me and two salespeople that work for me. I can't afford to pay for a seminar. Would you work with me one-on-one? And that's how I got into coaching. Cause, because it actually came as the last idea, and I owe that client a lot, and he became a good client to this day. He's still a client after you know more than 10 years. So uh, you know I owe him a lot. I think um, we did very well by him, so um, he may think he owes me a lot, but it's the other way around. Well, it's amazing how these things come about, and and you know I don't believe in coincidences, and and just even your experience with the colon cancer, Sandy. I'm wondering if that was probably a result of the misery you felt in in the uh, law practice, and and the turning point that led you to where you where you are right now. Well, Louise, I totally believe that it was. I mean, I know that happy, well-adjusted people uh, get illnesses like that. Uh, but if there are three factors at work, the environment, uh, your uh, immune system, uh, and uh, and heredity, which, you know, if those are the three main factors involved, my immune system looked down the road and said, are you going to do this for another 30 or 40 years? You might as well just pull the plug now. Yeah. 
And, and I do believe that. And that's why faced with having to go back with that and struggling with the belief that I was too afraid to, you know, or, or coming to understand that I was too afraid to change. In the beginning, yeah. I didn't understand it as fear, but that's when the, the revelation came that, you know what it is? You're just afraid. And yeah. um, you've got to do something about that. And that fear is paralyzing. And it's one of the reasons I think many uh, solopreneurs and, and many people in service businesses aren't doing better is they become afraid of something, however ridiculous that fear might appear when you look at it from outer space, and yeah. they won't budge. They won't change. And, and you yeah. know, the, the first book, uh, The High Diving Board, was written with the concept that, you know, those feelings, that fear that you feel, it's okay for you to have that feeling, but you you, but the paralysis is a learned response to it, and yeah. you can unlearn that response. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Well, I think I've got some unlearning to do. Some. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because, you know, we all? <laughs> it, it's very, it's, it's so true that, you know, I, I used to believe that there were two things that kept uh, a service professional from getting uh, a growing mm-hmm his or her business. Uh, One was that they didn't know what to do next. I've tried things I don't know what to do. And the other was that um, they knew what to do, but they were just afraid. And it could be a combination of the two. And then it occurred to me, and, and, you know, I've had a lot of uh, talks about this with other coaches, that really, you know, those may be factors, but the bigger factor is that they decided to get into this work they didn't decide to be successful at it. Ah. They didn't mm-hmm. decide to do what you need to do to be successful at it. Because if they yeah. made that decision, they'd find a way around the fear and they'd learn what they need to learn and yeah. they'd hire someone. Uh, you know, and, and a sad thing for me is I did a talk in New York uh, in front of 48 coaches. And I asked the question, how many of you would like to see your practices grow, that you're not satisfied where it is or the kinds of clients you have? Forty-eight hands went up. And I said, how many of you have taken steps to do something about that? And two hands went up. And can you imagine that these are coaches that don't believe enough in coaching to hire a coach to help them solve the problem? Yeah. and, and it's that fear factor, that thing that, that stops you from, uh, you know, making the decision. You know, you need to make the decision, I want to make this better. Uh, and if you don't do that, the fear wins. Right. I love that, um, making that commitment to, to be successful um, at the outset of starting your business, Sandy, because I think, you know, that's where a lot of solopreneurs, and I'm talking about the SOULpreneurs, um, you know, struggle um, because there is an element to their business that they didn't think, they didn't realize they were getting into. That's that's often my my um, you know my sense on on when I talk to clients and um, you know that the, this understanding that they there's a whole other realm to what they're going to be doing. You know, aside from you know working with what their purpose is, working with their passion is it's the actual art of running a business and reaching out to people to to be able to help them, you know, as much as they want to. Um, 
and so making that commitment is a huge part and it's also you know can be a very fearful piece for i think a lot of a lot of solopreneurs so i'm I'm very excited that you you mentioned that and bring that up um because uh you know I think that's a key element to to success is actually being is actually committing to being successful and doing what it takes to get there. You know, which means, you know, if you've got to deal with the obstacles, got to deal with the fears, got to get past this poverty consciousness of, you know, I can't be um, a wonderful practitioner, a healing practitioner or a coach if I'm making lots of money because that, that seems wrong, you know, then, then, then there's something wrong with that picture. There has to be a change um, so that you can get out there and help people and be more proactive about it. So yeah, I'm, 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 as you can tell, I'm kind of going on a rant here about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's something that I rant about all the time, yeah. Louise, because uh, what happens is I'll have coaches that actually will say, "Well, uh, you know, I can't charge more than this uh, because yeah. it isn't fair to the clients," and you know, a coach in particular, you know, somebody, a coach, a physiotherapist. These people change people's lives. How much is that worth? And there's this guilt that I should do this and not charge for it, and I certainly don't want to ask anybody to give me more business at it. And it seems to me you'd want to reach out and help everybody you could help, uh, but you've got to be paid. Yeah. So I know, see, there's my rant. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be able to live. You have to be able to... uh, you know, you know, it gives you the platform to reach more people when you're paid well. Sure. You know, you get to do more. You get to do more than one-on-one um, work. You know, which you know means that you can reach more people. And to reach more people, you need to have the finances to do that. Um, and even even just the idea of having a roof over one's head. You know, I mean, I I know so many solopreneurs out there. Um, you know, coaches and practitioners who are hardly making it in their businesses, and you know, it's it's a question of keeping the roof over their head. And so, you know, we've really got to get beyond this this idea of of um, of uh, you know our our um, beliefs around money and and um, you know the the whole idea of of charging what we're worth. Um, so I'm I'm just. I'm just really excited that we we're talking about this today. Yeah, and yeah, so, it, it's a little off the subject, but it kind of leads yeah. to the subject. So I'm guessing yes, you want me exactly. to get into the subject. So, exactly. so, so then I'm going to jump in if that's okay with you. Absolutely, let's dive right in. All right, so um, let's put referrals in perspective. Uh, mm. I tell people that there are four roads to new clients, four avenues to go down to get new clients. And the first, and I believe to start with the most important one, is the people that you know already and the clients that you have already. Uh, because yeah. you can go to an existing client and make a wonderful new offer to him or a former client or patient and make a wonderful new offer to that person. And... Uh, they're going to be easy to get uh, you more income, but also to help again because they already know what you do. So, uh, and the same is true of people who are not clients, but they know you, they've grown up with you, they, they know your family. I mean, they're easier to reach because there's a level of trust that you already start with. Uh, yeah. And ultimately, uh, they feed into the third 
uh, way the, the third avenue, which is referrals, which I think in most of our practices is the, is the easiest and best one to do. Uh, but that's the first one, people we know. The second one is people that we meet because you meet someone, you develop a relationship with them, and, and this is about networking, and uh, you teach some wonderful uh, uh, you know, ideas and concepts around uh, networking electronically and then moving it, then escalating that network. And yeah, that's, you, you have to uh, look at that as always being part of what you do. The third area is referrals. And again, I think referrals for most of our businesses, it's always a part of a business. For most of our businesses, most of our practices, it's the most important part because for a lot of reasons that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. And the last is all the other marketing things that you do in some businesses and some practices. We call it prospecting, marketing, um, the concept that you start with the guerrilla marketing ideas which is the ones that cost you the least money because you're in a position where you don't have a lot of money. And eventually you can look at other ways to, to make it escalate. So those are the four av avenues, the people we know, the people we meet, referrals, and all of the other marketing that we can do. Right. And if we focus today on referrals, it seems that um, we're talking about the best way to get new business. Uh, it's not the fastest way, but it's the best way to get new business. And it's one of the places that solopreneurs and small professional groups have the most problem. Uh, they can't ask for referrals and they don't know how to follow up when they do. And when I saw that, to me, it this was one of those things that came naturally to me and I was trying to figure out, and, and truthfully it didn't. I had to learn it but once I learned it and adopted it, it became part of my life. And so it made growing any of the businesses that I got involved with, the law practice, the seminar business, the coaching, much easier for me. And, of course, teaching it to clients and having them give me the feedback that, hey, you know, this makes life much easier for me. Yeah. I looked at referrals and said, this is the way that it should be done. Yeah. So, so let's start with the idea that we know that referrals are the best way, and someone will say to me, well, why is it the best way? Uh, <laughs> and I can tell you, one... I would have to be asking that, why? Why is it the best way and why is it the most important way? Because you said okay. it's the most important way. Good. So, so one is um, you're either with the client or on the phone with the client anyway. There's no extra effort involved in moving to that discussion about people that they care about that might need the same kind of help. There's no cost involved. Um, it's a way to leverage uh, the relationship uh, that you have with the client uh, to uh, have his friendship, his connection with that other person become your connection to that other person. Uh, and to me, that makes this the most powerful way uh, to, um, to get to somebody new through somebody that you know already, somebody that you're working with already, somebody in your network already who knows and trusts you. Um, and it's right 
there, and all you have to do is reach out and say, uh, yeah, you know, I want this. Um, I actually learned it's about... It's kind of like a bit of a no-brainer, doesn't it, really? Yeah, you're there. You know, it's like, well, okay, so what's wrong? What don't we like about it? Well, here's Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of us resist it for some reason. There's, there's some something going on there that may stop us from from taking that step of reaching out. Yeah, so so let's look at some of the reasons that I've learned over 12 years of doing this. Um, the, the first is you're afraid of appearing needy. Nobody wants anyone to know that his calendar isn't full, and you're afraid of appearing needy. So uh, you're, you're going to be hesitant about saying something that might make it look like you need help, like you need business. Uh, one of the things I teach groups is that your need for business is the ugliest thing that you can show a client. Right. Because the second they sense that, they don't want, you know, if if I'm going to a therapist and uh, the therapist is trying to get, convince me to go because they don't have enough uh, uh, appointments booked, <laughs> that's not a good reason yeah. for me to go. Uh, yeah. And so, so that's that's one of the things is well, I don't want to appear needy. The second is we have this sense that maybe uh, we're going to damage the relationship with the client in some way. That you know, if I bring this subject up, um, uh, you know, there's going to be some kind of negative repercussion. And of course, this is all in our heads uh, because yeah, in most cases uh, they're going to be interested. But we have that feeling. And it's kind of based in um, a sense of disloyalty. It's like someone is on a first date with you, and you're at that door, door at, at this awkward moment, and uh, you've spent all the time telling each other, you know, how great they are. And, and um, now um, he looks into your eyes, Louise, and he says, uh, you know, Louise, I had a great time. And you said, yes, I did too. And he said, uh, well, you know, it should be obvious to you that uh, I really like women. Who else do you know that I might be able to help in the same way? <laughs> and, and you go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, and when someone is looking at referrals like that, they're just not understanding um, what referrals are about. Uh, and it's, if you make it about you, uh, your mother will certainly want to help you, and your best friends will certainly want to help you, but the clients won't. Uh, yeah. You know, they may, you know, and I'm not saying ever, but, but for the most part, uh, what you really want to make it about is helping the people that they care about. If I'm visiting a chiropractor and he says to me, look, you know, I, I, uh, my, my practice is pretty full, uh, I have a couple of openings, though, and it would be important to me if there's someone you'd like to see getting the same kind of help, um, uh, if that's the person that we reached out to. Uh, and if he said that to me that way, instead of, gee, I, you know, uh, my practice isn't full and I need more business, can you drum up some patients for me? Uh, you know, my my inclination would be, well, it doesn't sound needy. It doesn't sound uh, like uh, this person is, uh, uh, you know, has uh, uh, is trying to get me to give him business. It sounds like he really wants to help, and it makes yeah. me more likely to want uh, to help and to want to, uh, you know, and want to help him. And um, that's a nice way to do it. So it's the, this is the best way 
to to get business is uh, is to reach out and get referrals. Right. Here's the it interesting. Makes so much sense. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's when you. It's so much about mindset too, and I think yeah. that's one of the big issues. So let's watch yeah. this. This is the best mm-hmm. way, and I have what I call um, rules. I call them um, uh, immutable rules about referrals. Um, let me share um, the the rules with everyone because I, I think that's useful. And the first rule is that everyone that you work with and everyone you know knows someone in their circle that needs what you're offering. Right. And, you know, it would seem to me as a, well, of course, but, you know, we don't think about this enough. That's, that's just yeah. a rule that, you know, you wouldn't yeah. be in the profession that you're in if mm-hmm. nobody needed what you offered. Right. You know, if you were still uh, shoeing horses, yeah, you know, there might be a need for it, but it's a very limited need. You'd have to go where yeah. the need was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the second rule is that introductions is the way that prospective clients want to meet you. Right. And if you think about this, if you needed a plumber to fix your house, Louise, you know, would you rather go to plumbers.com or would you rather find out from your neighbor that he used a very good plumber that cleaned up and was very reasonable? Yeah, of course I want the latter. I mean, so, so it doesn't matter. You know, it can get morose, but I use the idea if I needed a brain surgeon, would I go to surgeons.com or would I get a referral? Everybody wants to do this by referral. In most industries, yeah. the statistics show that 90% of the people polled or better uh, want to meet their professional uh, by an introduction from either another professional they trust or from someone who's used them. Right. So, so I mean, that's, that's the second rule. And the third rule is the rule I call the 20-60-20 rule. 20% of the clients you work with at some point in your relationship are going to recommend you to someone anyway if they like what you do. That's yes. 20%. And conversely, 20% of the people that you talk to about introducing you to other people uh, are going to say, well, I'm really not comfortable with that. I don't do that. You're, yeah. you're great at what you do, but I don't introduce them. So it means that overall, only 20% would turn you down. And these statistics right. are very close to the, it's rounded off, but it's very close to statistics in, in actual studies. That leaves 60% in the middle uh, who would be willing to talk to friends and family members or introduce you to fam, uh, friends and family members, but they're waiting to be asked. They don't really know uh, that yeah. that's what you need, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They think yeah. that you, you're busy, you have a practice, uh, my recommendation of a friend might just be trouble for you, whatever it is going through their head, or you're not in their heads at all, right. and you need to put yourself in their heads, because that's the way you're going to be able to grow your business. Yeah. So we've got two parts. Isn't it? Go ahead. I'm sorry. As I was saying, it's so important because just that realization of knowing that there's 60% out there that aren't even thinking about it, but, you know, would be very happy to, you know, have that conversation or, you know, they, that the fact that there is someone in their circle that is does need your help, you know, kind of puts it in a different perspective. Yeah, and so they have to be talked to about it. 
and then maybe it won't come at that moment just because you asked about it, but now something in the back of their minds uh, is, you know, especially if you are referable, which is a critical yeah. issue, uh, meaning you've given them good service and they really like you, in the back right. of their minds now is, you know, Louise mentioned this, I bet uh, Louise could help uh, my friend Betty. And now at least you've set that up to happen where before it wasn't going to happen on its own. 60% of the cases, it's not going to happen on its own. So, so you look at it and say, well, okay, this is the best way to do it. This is um, the way that anyone wants to meet you in the first place through an introduction. Um, and then there's one more element that we need to put into the mindset here, uh, and that is that referring you is good for your clients. Right. And it took me a long time to really understand this. Referring you is good for your clients. Now, it's not like, oh, you know, I want to refer you because it's good for me. The client's not going to think of this, but, but, but think, of, think of what I'm saying here. When you refer, let's say you refer me to someone uh, and I can help them, and they call you up and say, Louise, um, uh, thank you for referring Sandy to me. Uh, you know, it really made a difference in what I was doing, and I feel so much better. How did you even know that, you know, I needed that kind of help? Right. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I would, I, I would be very happy if, um, you know, if I had someone, um, you know, if I was uh, referring someone and, know, and, and knew that that person got great benefit from it. Yeah, it sure. It would feel really good. And, um, of course, there would be a lot of credibility and kudos that would come with that. Yeah, and so what it really does is it makes you as the client feel like a hero. You know, I did something really cool. I took the risk of, um, you know, connecting up the person that was providing me services with one of my dear friends, and uh, the result was excellent. And, you know, you're the service provider. You know it's going to be an excellent result. The result was excellent. And, um, boy, that makes me feel good. And it makes you feel good on two levels. One is, you know, you feel like a hero, but the other is the very reason anybody ever gives a referral in the first place all of us have a, what, and I believe this, I, I truly believe this, that all of us have a fundamental need uh, to feel like we've made a difference by our existence in this world. Mm -hmm. And one of the yeah. things that you give a client the opportunity to do uh, when uh, you ask them to recommend you to someone, when you ask them to introduce you to someone, um, is you give them the opportunity to make a difference in that person's life. Yeah. And if, you viewed, and if you viewed asking that way, Louise, if you just like you looked at it and said, yeah, you know, that's the way uh, asking for referrals uh, uh, ought to be, um, how much easier would it be just to have that conversation? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It just seems so, so yeah. Yeah. So like so, a no-brainer, as I said before. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so yeah. I, look at it, I look at it and say, well, wait a minute. I really believe everything I just said. So it's very easy for me to have a discussion and say, look, you know, uh, uh, as busy as I am, if, if you think of anybody that you'd like me to help because it's you and you're a client and, and you're very important to me, I'll make sure I put them in the schedule somehow. Right. 
Now, was there anything needy about that? Nothing at all. And, and did it sound like uh, I was I needed the business to grow my practice? Nope. So it's a question of how you approach this. And it's about not asking for referrals. And I tell people, don't ask for referrals. Deserve introductions. Mm. And if you're looking at it that way, you have a mindset that has four parts. One is, I do great work for my clients. Okay. I do great work for my clients. If you don't really believe that, that's where you got to start. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, uh, you know uh, I don't do great work. I'm okay. You know, <laughs> that, well, that's not going to work. I do great work for my clients. Mm -hmm. uh, two is uh, my clients all have friends and family members uh, and associates that need what I offer. Yeah. And we know that's one of the rules is that, you know, everyone has someone in their circle that needs what they offer. Yeah. Um, three, if I don't reach out and ask about that person, uh, either they're going to find somebody else who's going to be less, uh, uh, less skilled than I am, less good at yeah. what I do, less caring than I am, uh, or they're going to not do anything, or they're going to try to do it themselves and not really get any kind of results. Um, so, so if you look at three and say, well, you know, if I don't reach out to them, if I'm not the one assigned to help take care of them, uh, they're going to do something that's going to be a mistake. And four is, if anyone's going to help them, I deserve to be the one. Yes. <laughs> you have a friend, Louise, and they need help. I deserve to be the one that helps them. Right. And if that's the way I approach referrals instead of, oh, God, I need to get so I need to have this talk, and, and I'm so afraid they're going to reject me, and they're going to, and it's going to be so awkward and so uncomfortable, and, and, and they're going to know I need business. Well, stop doing that. If you feel like they're going to need it, if you feel like you're being needy, you are being needy. Don't be needy. Yes, you will benefit from helping out the people that they care about, but the truth is, They'll benefit because they're going to get the feedback. They're going to be a hero. They're going to make a difference in somebody's life. And the person that they refer you to is going to benefit because they're going to get the benefit of your services and your care and your concern and your soul. Um, yeah. yeah. You know? And the interesting thing here as well, Sandy, is that, I mean, I'm sure that there are so many of us out there. I know for myself, you know, there's so many clients out there who, you know, often will say what it is that you're doing for them, you know, that are invested in the process and really excited about what they're getting from the process. And yeah. so, you know, they, they are automatically, um, you know, a great reference in a sense, a great testimonial, you know, to those potential clients that, so that they could refer you to. That's so right. And it's one of the steps that we're going to talk about when we talk about the referral system because mm -hmm. there are two parts. There are actually three parts to uh, being good at growing your business for referrals. The first okay. is you've got to be referable. In other words, you ah. have to be so special that you deserve, just like I said, you deserve to be introduced to their friends and family. Yeah. They have to be telling stories about you, and I don't mean bad stories. They have to be telling <laughs> good stories about you because otherwise yeah. all you did was do what you're supposed to do and there's nothing special about you. Right. And, you know, we can spend days talking about how you give the client an experience 
that uh, that makes it special, uh, and everyone has his or her own ideas of how to do it. Um, but it's essential that you put systems in to make clients feel really special. Um, yeah. That's that's one of the elements. The second is you have to have the right mindset, and that's what yeah. we just spent the first few minutes talking about. Yeah. Is you know if if it's about your need, um, it's ugly, and, and sure yeah. you're uncomfortable, and sure you're awkward, uh, and, yeah. and so the fear comes in large part from uh, appearing that way, and it doesn't have to be that way. You don't even have to believe it's that way, but you yeah. need to believe you're worth referring. Yeah. And then the third part is having a system. And yeah. once you have a system where you know exactly how you're going to do it uh, and when you're going to do it, uh, and, um, and you can do it with confidence, then uh, you're going to plant lots of seeds and lots of flowers are going to sprout in the most uh, uh, un, uh, uh, you know, unusual places, and that's what you want. But that yeah. starts with mindset. It starts with being referable, being referable and having the right mindset. Yeah, yeah I think that's the, the key piece, isn't it, that often is missing. Um, so that's just really valuable um, information, Sandy. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about the system, you know, how one might well, go about... I'll give you the system. Awesome. <laughs> I'll give you the system. We love you, Sandy. Yeah, you know, because it... it and, and this was the discussion you and I have had about um, not holding back. There's no... Uh, you know, I don't believe in that. Uh, it's like yeah. I won't leave a step out of the system, so you have to buy something from me at the end of the yeah. program. That's, I don't believe in that. I don't think it's right. I don't think that works. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know that you've had Michael Port talking, and, you know, he feels the same way. Um, yeah. uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, this, this is just something uh, I'll share as much as I can in the time that we have. Thanks and you so just much. let me know when we're running out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Thanks so, so much, Danny. This is great. Okay, so so before we even talk about the system, we have to have something very clear, and that yeah. is that you need to be crystal clear about what you're asking for, about what kind of client that you want. Uh, if you're working with someone with a lower back problem and what you really want is cervical clients, cervical patients, you need to tell them that. Say, so, you know, anybody you send me is going to get good treatment, but I really specialize in, in working with cervical cases. They need to know that so that they know what you're looking for. They can only guess, and their guess is, oh, you're looking for somebody else like me who also doesn't have money. <laughs> you know? and, and so people who end up with, um, you know, getting the same kinds of clients that always can't pay their bills and, and stuff like this is because they're not being clear about what they want. And they need to be. They need to ask, say, this is what I want. So you look at, uh, I coach AD, let's say I coach uh, ADD adults. And yes. the client that I'm talking to, because I started working with anybody, because the school told me, hey, work with anybody, or, you know, work with them for nothing, work, you know, so now I've got all these people who don't know that that's really where I want to spend my time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you need yeah. to say, hey, look, I'll take care of anybody that you send me uh, to the, yeah. that, that we talk about. 
but uh, I really do my best work uh, with uh, adults with ADD. I've got special training in that. I've got special certification in that. And let them know. And if you're not doing that, you're going to get more of whatever it is you have already, which is not enough clients and not enough good-paying clients. Mm-hmm. And you want to fix that. And the way you fix it, people say to me, how do I get referred up you know, to a yeah. client that can actually pay me and understands the value of my services? Well, ask for it. Yeah. The most amazing thing is that you can pretty much get anything you want if you ask for it, if you ask enough people for it. Um, and um, Byron Katie says that if you ask a thousand people for some, you can have anything you want if you're willing to ask a thousand people for it. Uh, and uh, my friend Steve Chandler um, actually ran an experiment with one of his classes where he sent his um, uh, coach trainees out into the world and said, ask for impossible things. Just go up to someone and ask for something impossible. And so people yeah. sat down to dinner and said, I'd like this dinner for free, please. And the waiter said, we can't give you the, this. Let me get the manager. And the manager said, well, why would you want it for free? Well, it's my first time here. I've never tasted the food, and I'd really like to do it for free. And the manager said, well, okay, just this time. And they came back to Steve, and they said, well, I don't understand. Nobody's saying no to me, and I'm asking them for ridiculous things. And the answer is, Actually, I ran a class where I didn't want them to use it this way, but that night they went to New York City and they went into a bar and asked for a round of free drinks. I didn't suggest they use it for that purpose, but they got the round of free drinks. (laughs) (laughs) So, So the idea is those are difficult things to ask for. This is something you deserve. This is something that's going to help your client feel good about herself. This is something that's that's going to help somebody in the end in a way that they really need to be helped. Um, and why should that be difficult? But it starts with being crystal clear about what it is you're asking for. Right. And then you need to have a system. And the first part of the system is at some point early in the relationship, maybe even at the beginning, you want to plant referral seeds. And what that is is, maybe remind them that, you know, uh, Mary, you were a referral from Louise, and and, uh, Louise Louise obviously thought highly of you because she told me that you were the first person that she could think of that might really need my help. She didn't know for sure, uh, but I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, And so what you want to do is is right up front, um, you tell them that, you know, I work by referral. I can work yeah. a lot of ways, but I work by referrals so that they know yeah. that. Um, yeah. That's the first step. Now, the second step is what I think is probably the most important one, and it goes back to something you, we were talking about just a little while ago, and that is discuss your value with them. Right. This is the, uh, to me, to me, it's something that you should be doing when, when you're doing one on one therapy, coaching, um, uh, physiotherapy, uh, hypnotism, uh, uh, you name it, you know, any, any yeah. one of, of your potential clients. Uh, one of the yeah. things that, that we don't do is we don't ask them, how's the relationship going? How is the right. session? Uh, yeah. And you need to do that. And, you know, and coaches who are trained to do it don't do it. They're so happy they got through the session, you know, and there's one more 
one more thing that they can bill for that that, that they miss the point that you got to be checking in with the client. And there's actually a process for this, Louise, and it goes, first ask the general question. So, um, Louise, you and I have been working together for uh, a couple of months now, so I want to do a little checkup. How is it going? Uh So now you're going to say, oh, it's going fine, which doesn't really tell me anything. Uh, So you want to move to the specific, which is, well, tell me something um, that uh, uh, you really got out of what we've done so far. So now we're yeah. going to say, you know, my back feels much better or, 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 you know, you really taught me how to get referrals or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. And and uh, we're down to the specific. So you go from the general to the specific. And then finally you go to the directed, meaning if they're not hitting on things you thought were important, ask them about it. So how right. about when we discuss that whole networking idea? Did you find like like uh, that discussion helpful and you, you wanted some coaching around that issue? Did that help? And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, that was very helpful. So that before you ever have a discussion about introducing you to someone, you've not only checked in with them to make sure the relationship is good. And let's face it, most of us know that it's good but we need them to articulate it so that it sinks into them that they 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 got it. You know, they yeah. perceive not only has the value been given, but the value has been perceived. Yeah, Thomas, and sometimes we're actually surprised, I think, by the feedback we get when we ask. Oh, for it. yeah. Oh, very often. Thomas mm-hmm. Leonard sent an accounting client out to um, ask his clients what value they got out of working with him. This is an accountant now. And the accountant called him up laughing and said, Thomas, you're not going to believe this, but I'm the best marriage counselor one of my clients ever had. <laughs> and, and Thomas laughed, and of course later on he's telling this story, but Thomas laughed and said, you know, a marriage counselor, you're an accountant. He said, yeah, that's what I said. And they said, no, you don't understand. When you sit down with my wife and you explain to her why there isn't money, where all the money's going, we don't fight about money anymore. And no right. marriage counselor could do that for us. You're, you're the, the best marriage counselor we ever had. <laughs> so the accountant said, you know what? From now on, I'm going to tell people I'm the best marriage counselor my clients ever had. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, I always think of that story when I think we don't ask them enough. Like, what are yeah. you getting out of the relationship? Yeah. And that sets it up for, first of all, you know, aside from getting the feedback from the client, letting the client uh, tell you that, articulate it for himself so that he owns it, uh, but it makes you feel good. Oh, gee, you know, really? I'm a marriage counselor? How great yeah. is that? Yeah, you get even more insight into your own value, and you help them to revisit what value they're getting from the relationship too, which, of course, keeps them invested in the process of being coached by you, as well as, you know, um, you know, preparing the groundwork for asking for the referrals. Exactly. You said it better than I could. That's exactly right. You know, it reinforces the relationship. So now you know the relationship is good. They're articulating it, which is great. Um, and so step one was you planted the seeds to let them know at some point we're going to be talking about people that I might be able to help in the same way uh, when uh, Louise suggested uh, we get together. Uh, I had a discussion with her. Let them know that there's a continuity to this. And I don't care what, uh, you know, this works in every profession. 
Um, if you have a system where you do this and you do this, you know, in a way that's comfortable for you, in words that are comfortable with you, with the mindset that you deserve this, that they have people that need help, that they care yeah. about, and you deserve to be the one that's helping them. Um, so yeah. step three then, after the value discussion, is get their permission to brainstorm. Ask them about people that might need your help. Now, this is where people yeah. get scared because it's like, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm showing my need. And so yeah. the way that you word it is not to show your need. Uh, Louise, you know, my schedule is, is filling up and I'm pretty busy, uh, but it occurs to me that I haven't asked you if any of your friends or family members would want help before I go fill my calendar. Is there someone you and I should be talking about? Right. There's no need, there's no weakness in that. And as a matter of fact, if it's close enough to the seed planting, you can say, well, Louise, remember in the beginning I told you that at some point when, when I thought things were going well and you told me things were going well, uh, we'd be talking about some people you know that I might be able to help in the same way. Who's the first person you think we should be talking about? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay, well, gee, you know, you mean referrals? Okay. So what may happen is 20% of the people are going to get awkward and back off, and I want to talk about that in a minute or two because that's one of the steps. Um, most right. of the people are going to start talking to you about it. Well, I really don't, I can't think of anyone, but let me give it some thought. Or I really can't think of anyone. Oh, I know my, my sister, you know, might want to, you know, talk to you. Or I was talking to my friend the other day, and you know what? She might be interested in coaching, and I'd love to see you coach or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. She might need your help. Uh, and, and you just got the machinery working, so maybe that night nothing's going to happen or that day nothing's going to happen, but it's going to happen in the future because you laid the groundwork for it. Right. And the magic thing to do after that step, when they mention someone, well, you know, I've been talking to, about you to my sister. Well, great. Who else? And I call it magic because to me the, the two magic words that you use in growing your practice, the two sets of magic words are who else and what else. And yeah. who else is, is, is a very important two words. Because before you get into a lengthy discussion about the person and why you thought that person might be someone I can help and, and things like that, get another one. <laughs> you know, it's easy. <laughs> they gave you one, get another one. Go, but you can go back and talk about them both. If you get three, you go back and talk about all three of them. But get another yeah. one. Um, yeah. And so now that, well, yeah, my cousin too, and, and there's a woman at work. Okay, woman at work. That's three people we can talk about. Who else? And, and, you know, gee, that's only 37 people. If you think of three more, we'll have an even 40. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you take it to the step where, you know, I think a lot of um, a lot of people will have ideas about who would be good referrals, but then it's kind of, how do you take it to that point where, um, you know, it's, the conversation just doesn't end there, you know, that, um, you know, you don't leave it just in their hands to have a conversation with that person. Well, that happens to be one of the steps. Oh, excellent. <laughs> because, because what you really do is you leave it to them. Say, how do you think uh, your friend Mary would be most comfortable being introduced to me, to, you know, just yes. so that she knows ah. who I am? 
And yeah. they're going to say, well, you know, we get together at um, uh, the uh, women's uh, business organization meeting, uh, maybe NABO, you know, we get together at that meeting, and uh, I think that, um, uh, you know, if, uh, like, maybe afterwards we had a, shared a cup of coffee or something, or actually you can come to the meeting. Oh, great, that would be a great idea. And, of course, you, if they suggested it, they own it. You could tell them how we're going to do it, and there are some people that teach that, you know, tell them how yeah. we're going to do it. But if they suggested it, it was their idea. You told me this yeah. is the way we should do it. Um, well, it's the and, most comfortable way for them as well if they suggest yeah. it. Yeah, because, I, you know, I don't want to, like, you know, send her a mailing or call her. I, she doesn't know who I am or, or vaguely knows who I am. So uh, tell me what you think would be the most comfortable way for uh, her to be introduced to me. Well, I'm having a, a little gathering, a, a little dinner party at my home on Saturday night. Would you like to come to that? That would be great. And, of course, you never turn those down because you're going to meet all the other people at the party. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. anything, if they're part of an organization, go with them. If they're part, you know, if they're having some kind of event, go to the event um, and, and meet the person you were intended to meet. But it's also an opportunity to meet other people. And you initiated that simply by initiating this conversation. Very nice. So when you, once you get two or three names or even one name or even get them started on thinking about it, uh, you go to the next step. Um, and um, uh, actually before that, before we go to the next step, let's talk about one of the things. After they tell you someone this is a great time to be clear on who you want. And okay. if you've done that as the precursor to working the system, say, you know, it sounds like you're very close to uh, Mary, and that's really nice. And, uh, I, you know, if she'd be interested, I'd definitely want to help her. Uh, but uh, I want you to know that I have a specialty and that I work with, uh, and then you tell them what the specialty is. Right. And um, then they know. So, so if you think of anybody like that, let me know. Oh, by the way, does anybody like that come to mind? And maybe they do, and maybe they don't. And if yeah. you're not comfortable going to the last sentence, at least get the first sentence out. <laughs> you know, yeah. get something yeah. out there so that people understand that. Yeah, you know, I can get business other ways. It's not about my need. It's about if I'm working with a client, the most fun for me and for the client as well is to make it part of the family, you know, bring in friends, bring in business associates, yep. bring in family members. Let's, let's see how that's my favorite way to grow a business, and I know that's going to be beneficial to you. I could help strangers. I can help people that I don't know, but I'd really rather help somebody that's important to you. Is there anybody yep. that you can think of that we should be talking about? And they will, or they won't, yeah. and, and you know that yeah. gets you to the next step, which um, mm -hmm. uh, I like to say is the um, uh, resistance, uh, dealing with the resistance, uh, yes. and you know find a comfortable way to deal with an initial negative response. So let's yeah. talk about the negative response for a second. That's great, Sandy, because I, I think I mentioned to you when I first met you that uh, that's one of the things that really put me off asking for referrals at the beginning of my um, my beginning of my practice when I started my, my coaching practice because the first client I asked, you know, to start looking at the idea of referrals really wasn't 
um, comfortable with it, and it really um, it, it really it created some belief or some fear for me. And so, you know, this is you know, I think it's really important to have an understanding of how to how to deal with with people who aren't comfortable, have their own fears and beliefs, you know, stopping them from helping you, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the key, isn't it? Is, is also recognizing that it's not about you; it's 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 about them, you know, and, and uh, not taking that on yourself. And I think oh. at that point in time, I did. If I can so inject, about this. if I yeah. can inject that idea into people so that they get over the fact that most of the time when people say no, it has nothing to do with you. They're yeah. afraid. They're afraid of the yeah. process. They're afraid. That's what it's yeah. about. Um, and yeah. what you have to do is recognize that fear, be empathetic with it. Um, yeah. And that's part of how you deal with the resistance. So first let's deal with the initial idea. Somebody says, well, gee, you know, um, you're talking about referrals. I, you know, I, I'm really not comfortable giving referrals. I don't give referrals. I, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, you know, the, you like immediately go, oh, my God, this is terrible. Now I've lost the client and I've lost my yeah. trust. And, I've, and none of that is happening. And so let's talk about what really is happening. And I want you to imagine yeah. you walk into a store to buy a picture frame for your mother for her birthday. Right. And when you walk into that store, you know exactly what you want, picture frame for mom for her birthday. The only thing you don't know is where is it in the store, what's the selection, what are the prices. And the first thing that happens is a sales clerk approaches you and says, uh, may I help you? And you yeah. say what? You don't say, oh, yeah, I need a picture frame for my mother. You say, no, thanks, just looking. You lie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You throw up an immediate objection because you're afraid that something here sounds like a salesperson. You like to buy. You don't like to be sold. You will struggle through the department to find the help that you need, but you're not going to say yes to this person who offered to help you. Yeah. Isn't that the way it works? Absolutely, absolutely. It's an automatic negative response that people have to everything when you offer them your coaching services. I need to think mm -hmm. about it. Um, that's an automatic negative response there. You know, they, yeah. they have put up that first little barrier. Now, your job should always be to question the barrier. If it's real, and they really don't want to do it, and they're really not comfortable. Of course you want to back off. You don't want to damage the relationship. But if you don't at least question that automatic ne negative response, you don't yeah. ever find out what they really think. Right. So you say, well, you know, so, so you say to me, uh, Sandy, I'm really not comfortable giving referrals. And I said, well, okay, Louise, I, I don't want you to do anything that you're not comfortable with. Um, but would you mind if we just spend a minute and you tell me why so that I understand it? Mm -hmm. And now they're going to tell you. Maybe they had a bad, and there are actually only four real reasons. One is they had a bad experience recommending somebody yeah. to someone, uh, yeah. and that's very real. Two is they're not comfortable enough with you yet, and that shouldn't ever be, you know, because you, you, most of us are waiting until we've developed that rapport and got the good yeah. feedback, but that would be real. Um, like, well, let's see if I get better. Let's see if I'm feeling better in a month or two. And, you know, and, and that, that what they're really saying is, gee, you know, I don't want to recommend you before I know how it turns out. No. 
and, and that's real, and you can't really argue with that. Three is they don't know what the process is going to be. Like, are you going to start calling their friends? Um, right. And that would certainly be uncomfortable. And four is even if the process worked okay, you know, and you explain what you were going to do, maybe uh, they don't know how those people are going to react to you. Right. And so what you really want to do is ask them what it is. Do you mind if I ask you about it? So first of all, you acknowledge and validate it uh, because it's real. You know, to them it's real. It's, it's like, well, oh, okay, so you're not comfortable doing it. I certainly don't want you to do it if you're not comfortable. And I can yeah. totally understand how you feel. Uh, but do you mind if we talk about it for a minute? and see what you open up. And I don't care what profession you're in. This is really easy to do, and there's nothing needy about it or awkward about it uh, if you yeah. know that that's what you're going to do when you re- meet that resistance. Is this helping you at all? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you know, because I do remember our conversation, and, and yeah. I started to talk about this, but, but this is the reality. It's okay for them to feel that way, and if they do, you don't want to press them. You don't want to pressure yeah. them. You've planted the seeds. I think the, the key here is not to enough. get wound up in their emotion, their, 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 um, their stuff. It's just kind of keeping that, um, that distance and going through the process of asking these questions in a, in a loving way. Yeah, that's right. And it is all about loving. Look, if you're not comfortable, Louise, with anything we do, I don't want you to do it. Now, sometimes I'm going yeah. to push you, you know, so that you'll be a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, but, uh-huh. but I don't want you to do it. I want you to tell me. But, but I also want to understand why, if that's okay. And maybe yeah. they don't even want to talk about it. And you know what? The 20 percenters that I told you about in the beginning that won't do it no matter what, um, they might not even want to talk about it. But that's how you know that it was real. It was a real 20 percenter. Yeah. The rest of them are going to say, well, yeah, you know, let me think about it. You know, I, I really can't think of anybody. Nobody comes to mind. Oh, whatever it is. Um, and when they do tell you what their problem is, uh, yeah. ask them if it would help if you explain the process, like what would happen next. And the what would happen next is if you do mention anyone, if anyone does come to mind, uh, I'm going to ask you a uh, to tell me a little bit about them, and then uh, I'm going to ask you what you think is the most comfortable and uh, and uh, pleasant way for them to be introduced to me, so that uh, there is no damage to our relationship, your relationship with them, and that they're comfortable, and that uh, nobody is made to feel uncomfortable, which is why you objected in the first place. Of course, right. you don't say those last words, but that's the concept. Nah. Um, yeah. So, so that's how simple it is to handle um, that that hesitation on their part. Listen, you know, uh, if you're not comfortable with it, that's totally okay. Um, but uh, I would love, if you're open to it, I'd love to talk to you about uh, why you're not comfortable with it, so that I understand. And you can always say to them, because my goal is to have you so comfortable with me and so happy with the services that you want to share me with everybody that you know. Um, And this is the way they want to meet me. You know, they want to be introduced to someone if they, if they need the services. So let's be clear on how we would do it. So someone says to you, well, uh, listen, you could call them, but let me call them first. And you say, great, that's, that would be a wonderful way to do it. Uh, Why don't you have them call me? 
um, or uh, why don't we do this, why don't um, uh, you call them first, uh, and then uh, you know, just, just tell them, well, what are you going to tell them about me? What are you going to say about me when you call them? Uh, and it's, well, yeah, I'm going to tell them that you're my coach and you really help. And you work it out, work the terms out with them. Yeah. You know, so that, okay, well, now, now we're moving forward on doing it. Well, you know, I, uh, I go bowling with her. Well, I'm not much of a bowler, but I could come and watch her game. You know, whatever it is, you'll get to meet new people if, uh, you, if you do ask, and you won't get to meet new people if you don't. What's important right. is the asking has to be comfortable for you because I really believe that most of the time when the client gets uncomfortable, it's because we made them uncomfortable. We got uncomfortable. Ah. So figure out what you want to say and practice it and get good at it. And then when you're doing it, it'll just come out more comfortably. And also believe that you're doing it for them as much as for you. Right. I think that's the key, isn't it? When you're, when you're coming from that place of service, it, it just uh, really changes the dynamic of the conversation. Absolutely. So now you're ready to ask them a little bit about, you know, what made the, and one question I like in the next step is uh, what made you think that I might be able to help her? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's going to that's going to open up a discussion about what came to mind in the first place and yeah. get that out. And then you go to the next step, which is how do you think she'd be most comfortable um, meeting me for the first time, being introduced to me? I want to do it in a way that you're comfortable with and that she's comfortable with. What do you think the best way would be to do that? Yeah. And they're going to spell it out for you. And when they do, uh, you know, depending on the profession, I mean, I actually teach people to pin them down and, you know, get a definite date and find out exactly what they're going to yeah. say about you and things like that. But, but you know, the, the reality is if you get this far and we're talking about a comfortable way to meet with them, um, that's it. And, you know, some people need to know the process. So, so like, yeah. you could say to them if one of their concerns is, I don't know how they're going to react to you, say, well, you know, let me explain the process. We're going to arrange uh, an initial consultation just like I had with you. Uh, yeah. And if she doesn't need it, I'm going to tell her straight out she doesn't need it or I can't help her. I'm going to tell her straight out just like I did with you. And if she does need it, I'm going to tell her the prices and tell her how it works, just like I did with you. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I won't push her in any way because I uh, you know how important your relationships are to you. I'm not yeah. going to do anything to damage the relationship. Does that make you feel better, Louise? So who is the first person that came to mind we should be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> And that's all it is, and it's like yeah. nothing about, oh, you know, I really need to fill my schedule, and, uh, you know, I don't have enough business, and I don't, and, and you know, I need more coaching clients, and, and you, know, uh, you know, I'm supposed to have 20 clients, and I only have eight, and, that, you know, n- none of that, because that's not what they're interested in. But if you say to them, look, here's an opportunity, who do you want to give yeah. this opportunity to? Um, yeah. Wow, I can give this to someone else as a gift. And yeah. I tell you, you know, I, I belong to certain uh, online clubs, and, and I know you teach uh, around these things too, um, where 
Um, uh, I asked them to set up a program where I can give it as a gift to uh, somebody for their birthday or to a client for, for the holidays. And um, I'm looking to introduce my friends to them, and I'm asking them for a way to do it instead of them coming to me and saying, would you like me to you know, make this arrangement? They should be doing that with me. <laughs> you know? I actually made one guy put in a system where I could spend, uh, you know, by a month or two months of uh, membership, uh, and then uh, and it's like, well, no, that's that's what your clients want to do. That's what their friends want to have happen, and yeah. you can facilitate that. You know, in the non-virtual world, in the analog world, you can facilitate that by opening up to that conversation. And the problem is, we don't. We let the fear stop us. Yeah. We let the, the mindset that it's going to sound needy stop us. And we let not having a system where we do this with every client at some point in the relationship. Now, if you never can find that point, you're in a place that I call Wimp Junction. Um, <laughs> you're just, you know, you're not doing it. So you're going to find, well, I can't do it, you know, after my third appointment with her, um, maybe after the 10th. No, no, after the 10th is too early. Maybe it should be after the 100th, but what if they don't keep 100 appointments? You know, and it's like, no, you know, find a place where you're going to, you know, tonight at the end of our meeting, Louise, you know, you, you and I are going to be doing our usual coaching session. If you don't mind, I'd like to spend 10 minutes or so just thinking of uh, maybe one or two people that you know that uh, you would want to introduce to this to see if they'd be interested, because I have plenty of business, but I love yeah. working with clients that want to help their friends too. Yeah, awesome. Oh, I love that. Because that was actually going to be the question I was going to ask you is, you know, when is the appropriate time to have that conversation? Because I don't want it to impinge on their coaching time. But yeah, if you and, introduce it that way at the beginning of the conversation so that they have that expectation at the end, it makes it a lot easier to, to jump straight into that conversation. Yeah, so what are they going to say? They'll say, okay, and now this is what I mean by planting seeds. And now they're going to be thinking about it as we go through the, the, uh, the, the coaching call. They're going to be yeah. thinking, gee, you know, maybe my friend Mary would use, uh, could use some uh, help. Maybe that's who I'll talk about. So you're going to have somebody at the end to talk about. Or maybe right up front they'll say, oh, well, you know, I'm not really comfortable with referrals. And you say, well, okay, let's spend a few minutes talking about that at the end. And then yeah. you have that conversation. It's okay if you're not comfortable. I wouldn't want you to do it unless you were. But, you know, at some point I would love for you to feel you want to what would that take? And we're having yeah. a conversation about it, and none of that is about your need. You know, I've got I yeah. can get business awesome. so many ways. Um, Louise taught me how to do it on the internet. Uh, Sandy taught me how to do it uh, in a lot of other places. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I can do this, uh, but but that's not what I want to do. I really want to help people that matter to you. Yeah, and that's all you Beautiful. have to do. That's all yeah, you have to do to change the fact that you're not asking now to asking. But you know what, what yeah. we should do anyway um, is uh, give, um, uh, since we've covered those steps, I can talk about like what happens next and where it goes, but, 
but let's talk about the situation where you can't even bring yourself to do this. I just oh, yeah. can't do it. Perfect. <laughs> just can't do it. I, you know, Sandy, I listen to what you said. We've only got a few minutes le- left, Sandy, so this would be a great place to, you know, give this really golden nugget, you know. To oh, okay, them. good. Uh, and you then, know, uh, and we can share your information with them as well, just so that if they want to take this further and want to get more information about you and what you do, we can share that with them um, as well. Okay, well, good. That's that would be uh, that would be fun, and we'll definitely do that. So. One of the things that you can do with a client anytime, which is so non, uh, it, you know, it, it's like passive aggressive, you know, but it's okay because maybe we need to be that way sometimes, uh-huh. is um, simply say, I'm working with you and say, you know, uh, at the end of the call, I say, you know, by the way, Louise, don't keep me a secret. <laughs> now you're going to laugh and you're going to say, well, what do you mean? I'm going to say, well, you know, sometimes people think that their relationship with me and what we do is, like, so good, they don't want to share it with anyone. And what I really want is for you to share me with anybody that's important to you that you think I can help. So if anybody like that comes to mind, just let me know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're doing it, but you're not doing it. And that's okay, too. You know, there's lots of ways to do this. Let me give you a couple more than, than we'll, you know, basically awesome. talk about. Um, so, so another way to do this is, um, Louise, I just want you to know that uh, no matter how busy I get, and I think you know I'm pretty busy now, but no matter how busy I get, uh, I'm never going to be too busy to work with somebody you care about. I'll get them into the schedule. So if somebody comes to mind, you want me to help, please don't hesitate uh, to have them get in touch with me, or you let me know, and we'll arrange some kind of comfortable introduction. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So again, the passive-aggressive approach, but you're at least saying something, and saying something yeah. is so much better than not saying anything. Um, yeah, another way that I like to do it is, um, you know, Louisa, j- just in case it comes up, a lot of clients ask me, like, how I handle referrals from them. I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind, uh, but let me explain to you how it works and then explain to them what the process is that you've created um, and you said, you know, just in case it comes up, I just wanted you to know about it. <laughs> and, and again, it's it's like, well, okay, it wasn't going to come up, but now they go home and it might come up. Right. And I so much, awesome. and, and these are just things that just should people should be doing. It should be a regular part of uh, what they do. Um, uh, telling them, uh, you know, who I serve. Like, I just want you to know that maybe you didn't know this, but I have a specialty in uh, whatever it is, let's say uh, ADD uh, adult mm-hmm. coaching. And so if you run across anybody with that particular problem, uh, I would mm-hmm. love to, you know, talk with them if if you think I can help them. So yeah. just let me know if you do. Uh, and that's another way um, uh, I talked about uh, and, and so you have all those um, uh, things. Uh, another thing to do is, is you know, at some point in our relationship, uh, Louise, um, uh, I want to know that I've earned the right to be talking with the people you care about most in case they need my help. Let me know when we hit that point. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. You know, let me know when we hit that point. Uh <laughs> Hopefully they'll say straight away, oh, you've definitely done that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, because it, it's just like, okay, you don't want to go directly. Here's here's a bunch of uh, ways that you can go that, that are not uh, uh, direct. Um, the confidentiality yeah. approach, which would be, uh, you know, uh, Louise, a lot of my clients um, uh, like to introduce me to people, but they're worried that if they do, that something I'm doing with them might uh, leak out. So I just want to reassure you if that situation ever comes up for you, that nothing you tell me will ever go to them. And by the same yeah. token, nothing they tell me would ever go to you. Uh, you guys can talk as much as you want uh, among yourselves, yeah. between yourselves, but it's it's not going to involve me. And it's like, yeah. oh, I never even thought of referring you to someone. Now I'm thinking of referring you to someone. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Okay. This, this information has been so amazing, Sonny. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's oh, you're welcome. Really, really powerful, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people would be buying, you know, would be buying services, telling them this kind of information. So, I really appreciate how, you know, how much you've shared and how valuable it is. Well, I had a lot of fun doing it, and um, uh, you know, there's so much more. This was just the tip of the iceberg. So I suppose yes. at this point you want me to tell uh, them how to get the rest of the iceberg. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, that would be wonderful. Especially for solopreneurs, uh, I work with people who really are, you know, they're ready. They want to invest in themselves. Yes. They want to make, uh, uh, you know, a big change in their business. Uh, I tell people that, that we can improve your business in 90 days by 30% if you do everything that we agree to. And they can find me and contact me at Brass Ring Coaching, um, you know, BrassRingCoaching.com or Sandy at Brass Ring Coaching, S-A-N-D-Y, at Brass Ring Coaching, all one word, dot com. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, for people that are ready to start at the top, I'm ready now, I want to make a change, I want to make it now, I'm committed, and that's the, the most important thing. Uh, that would be, the, that would be uh, you know, the way to reach me directly. Uh, the, the thing that anybody can do, and usually they're, they're the two things, besides commitment, the two things that hold them back are fear and not having ideas what to do. And the two books that I've written were specifically designed for that. They're both available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and uh, you know all those places. Um, they're in some stores, but it always depends on how many times they're asked for in the stores. But you can also yeah. get them on my website uh, and generally. It's and they're available on the, on the show profile as well through Amazon. So you just click on the... Um the, uh, oh great! Yeah, good. Yeah, the the book um, uh, cover um, yeah. icons on the on the show profile will take you straight to. Yeah, it. that's become that's become a client magnet. That's that's the new book, and that's got the how to. You know, the first book, the high diving board, how to overcome your fears and live your dreams, was about the um, uh, the fear that holds you back from doing the things you need to do. Uh, and then I said, well, you know, well, I've been teaching that for a long time. Let's start talking about the things you need to do. Right. <laughs> and, and Become a Client Magnet uh, is subtitled 27 Strategies to Boost Your Client Attraction Factor because that's exactly what it contains. And by the way, among the first of those strategies is get crystal clear on um, what you want, who, who your target ah, is, what you want. Yes. Yes, because absolutely. it's just so important. And, uh, people need to know that you're talking to them. Yep. 
Yep. So, so I mean, those are tools that are available. If you sign up on my website for my e-letter, I send you the 10-step audio course that I created to go with the High Diving Board book for free. Uh, and you get the MP3s for it, and it's 10 steps to overcoming the fears that are holding you back. Um, so, so I mean, I, I can put myself out there as much as I can, but, but if people grab onto a hand, uh, I can definitely help them pull themselves up. Uh, and you do that work, and I do that work, and I'm, I'm happy to help you in any way that I can because I believe in what we're doing. Mm, thanks, Andy. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I, and I encourage anyone who's listening who would like to get more of, uh, you know, what Sandy's, uh, you know, Sandy's been talking about today. I mean, you can tell he's a wealth of information and, um, you know, really great uh, business coach, you know, to go to his website, um, brassring.coaching, sorry, brassringcoaching.com. And to sign up on his website, so at least you know what he's up to. You know, you get the information that he's sharing, and um, you know any courses that he might be doing. Um, I highly recommend it. So, um, Sandy, thanks so much again. I really appreciate your being here today and taking out the time. I know you you've been really busy, so um, I do appreciate you um, putting the time aside, and um, and I'm sure my audience do too. Well, I'm never too busy to help somebody you care about, Louise. So. <laughs> Just so that you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so keep that in mind, will you please? <laughs> and it's so easy to do. So thank you for having me. I had a great time talking about one of my favorite subjects. Wonderful, and wonderful. We'll talk soon, I hope. Thanks so much, Sandy. So I'm going to introduce our show for next week. You're welcome to stay on the line, um, Sandy, or you can drop off. Um, but I just want to, everyone to know um, that next week we have a wonderful conversation lined up um, with uh, Mark Silver, who's a, a, a practicing Sufist and um, uh, has a business um, which is all heart, uh, around heart-based marketing. And so he's going to be talking about marketing from the heart. And, um, you know, he's just the most amazing guy, has some really interesting uh, things to, to share. I had the, the uh, pleasure of meeting him in person at um, a conference I went to in, in Vancouver in March and um, saw him speak, and he was just absolutely fantastic. So I really encourage you, if you feel uncomfortable, feel like marketing and sales are sort of the icky part of your, um, you know, what you do in your business, and we all have to, to do it, you know, to, to get the clients, as uh, we've been talking about today with Sandy, um, you know, Mark will will shift the mindset around that um, in, a, in a very comfortable and beautiful way. So I really want um, you to to enjoy and share um, his wisdom next week on Wednesday. And then the following week is our hot seat for health and well-being um, experts. And we have Connie Bennett coming onto the show to talk about uh, um, sugar, the addiction we're all in danger of. And she, um, she wrote the book Sugar Shop, which has just been endorsed by 
uh, Dr. Oz, so I'm excited to have her on the show as well. We have an amazing lineup for um, the new um, quarter in September, and um, so I'm just really excited to talk to you again uh, next week and keep an eye out for all the um, shows lining up um, in the next few months. Within the next couple of weeks, we'll have all the shows booked out until the end of the year. So it's going to be a, a great schedule. We've got Le, uh, Milana Lashinsky coming on. Um, we've got so many wonderful guests um, participating on the show. So I'm really excited, and I think we're going to have a great start to the new school year, <laughs> even if you're not in school. <laughs> So thank you so much for being here. Again, our show would not be a show without you, the audience. And I really appreciate you and appreciate all the the work that you do in this world to make the world a, a wonderful place and to help in the um, healing and well-being of your clients. Um, so keep doing what you're doing and to your shining success. All right. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Goodbye.